I was looking at Sheila. Sheila, you might not uh, appreciate this story I'm getting ready to tell. <laughs> She'll stay up here. No, I, I've read, uh, I just don't you think that it's the two of us, but I, I read a story of uh, a couple that were aging. And uh, one evening, the wife had already prepared to go to bed. And the husband looked at her and said, Honey, is there anything I can do for you, get for you? And she said, I really would like some ice cream. He said, Well, if we don't have it here at the house, I'll, I'll just go get you some ice cream. Would you do that for me? He said, Sure, I'll do that. She said, Well, she said, I want some vanilla ice cream, but, uh, but I want some chocolate syrup on top of it. She said, now, don't forget. He said, I know, I heard vanilla ice cream with chocolate topping. He got ready to go to the door, and, and uh, she said, um, I also would like some whipped cream on top of that chocolate, on top of that vanilla ice cream. Now, don't forget. He said, I, I, I hear. She said, well, what did I ask for? Vanilla ice cream, chocolate syrup, whipped cream. Okay. Just as he was opening the door to leave, she said, well, uh, and could I have a cherry on top? He said, sure. She said, well, don't forget. He said, I know, I got it. Vanilla ice cream, chocolate syrup, whipped cream, cherry on top. I'll be back in a few minutes. So he went, he came back in, and he brought a brown paper bag in. She looked at it, and he said, here you go. And she opened it up, and she pulled it out. It was a ham sandwich. She said, I knew you'd forget. She said, you forgot the mustard. That wasn't us. No, I get the vanilla ice cream from my mother-in-law every night. The 23rd Psalm, we just worshipped with a song that just spoke to us. Have you taken time to think about the 23rd Psalm? Probably the most familiar passage in all the Word of God. You find it as people do needlepoint. You, you find it in artwork. You find it in daily devotions. You find it in hospitals. You find it in counseling centers. You find it in hospices. It is a passage that's so well known that many of us have memorized it. It is that passage that just keeps speaking to us. As a minister of the gospel who's been doing this for a minute, I can tell you that it's always timely. It doesn't matter your age. It doesn't matter what station of life that you're in, what you're facing. It always speaks. I've done many a funeral mentioning it, and it always is speaking to us. And yet, what seems to be so strange in all this is why does it relate to us? Well, there's a term that's used. It's not new with me. And it's simply the word sheeple. We are sheeple. 
It speaks to us because we can relate more than we can understand being sheeple. Being sheeple, we, we get in trouble. We need assistance. We need help. Being sheeple, we find ourselves contradicting ourselves, challenged in life. And yet, here again, what seems so strange, most of us, probably none of us, are farmers or ranchers. Most of us have never been around livestock, unless maybe we got to do a field trip with a school, or maybe you would relate to going to the zoo. Why then does this passage speak to us? Why is it always timely? Hmm. It's something that is always right on time. You know it well. Many of you have memorized it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not be in want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures, lush pastures. He takes me beside quiet waters. He restores my soul. He guides me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. And even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will not fear, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You've taken the time to prepare for me a, a table in the presence of mine enemies. You've anointed my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Just in the sound of that, did you feel the difference in the room? Those of you streaming, those words that just keep speaking to us, every sentence speaks. Sometimes you're needing those lush meadows just to cool down again. Sometimes it's the still waters, the placid waters that comforts. Sometimes you're walking through it, and your most natural response is to fear, but then you realize, I don't have to fear, because he's with me. There are times I don't know where something's going to come from, and yet, then I realize uh, you've taken the time not only to know my need, but you've prepared something for me. It just keeps speaking to us. Here's the secret why it speaks to us out of the book of Randy. And sometimes it's right there and we don't see it. Sometimes it's right there and we forget, just like the ham sandwich. We are stewards. He has given us the gift of life. It's a gift. And in that gift... Oh, my. 
There's something that, if we're not careful, we'll miss it one way or the other. Sometimes we just go through life and we're just doing what we want to do as many times as we want to do it at the time we want to do it, and we're not happy with anybody else that doesn't line up with our program. Can I hear an amen? And then on the other side of the spectrum, you have those that, Lord, I just need you to tell me what to do next. I don't know. I'm frozen. I don't know what to do. The secret is to realize every one of us, he's given us the gift of life. We are to be stewards with it. It is a good word. Because we've got to remember that, and as we've promoted it in the past, we've got to live life on purpose. That means that he truly has given us the gift of life. And what did he promise? That we can live a life abundantly in him. It's a gift. Some of us get to live it for weeks. Some get to live it for a few years. Some get a century of this gift called life. But the secret is getting this understanding that it is a gift and we're stewards of it. He's given us bodies The Bible takes the time to say that they're temples. They're designed for service. They're designed for worship. Everything is about this gift of life. But here's why we can miss it. Listen closely. Because God is there, and he's given us that gift. But by his design... He typically remains unseen in our life. That's his choice. That's his design. In other words, he wants us to live life. He wants us to make a difference. He wants us to produce fruit. He wants us to be successful. He wants us to be victorious. He is always there guiding, directing, incentivizing, but we are the ones that are seen, not him in most situations. That's why sometimes we want to take all the credit when we shouldn't. Other times we forget what he's really doing. But it's by his design, he remains unseen. He comes along in that role and he becomes our personal attendant many times. Others just see us. They have no idea that he's been assisting all along. How many's learned that he is our physician? Most doctors don't get credit unless something goes wrong. Think about the prescriptions. Think about the surgeries. Think about the things. But when you mentioned, well, I went to a doctor, they don't even, the other person don't even know their name. What doctor? Unless they're in the same situation. So it is with the great physician. He's always at work, always healing. He prepared for us to get sick and took stripes on his back that we may be healed. How many has learned he's our personal chef? Oh, taste and see that the Lord, oh, he is good. As the sheeple said here, he has prepared a table for me in the presence of mine enemies. Of course, for that sheep, it's a meadow. It's a mesa. For us, Sheila and myself, Aaron, Living in Arizona, coming out of Flagstaff, coming down I-17, right in the middle of the state. All of a sudden, you're in these mountains, and then it's just as flat as can be. Like somebody took a knife and just cut that mountaintop, threw it to the side. 
And you're just like, wow, I, I feel like I'm in Indiana. It's just as flat. Look at these meadows until you realize that's the tabletop that the sheep is referencing. You have prepared a table, a meadow right here. I had to climb a mountain to get here, but man, look at the spread. You prepared a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Sometimes God serves as that security guard for us. It's always there, and yet we don't recognize it. It's by his design that he does it. In other words, I think the real secret is this. That very truth is what gives us courage to live by. Let me put it this way. We go through life, we're supposed to be successful, we're supposed to prosper. We're like a tree planted by the rivers of water that even our leaf do not wither. Is that not the word of God? What gives you the courage to step out there tomorrow and go after another day? <clears throat> if you feel like you're on your own, that's when trepidation comes in. Anxiety comes in. But when you're doing something and you know you got a backup, when you know that you're flying high, but there's a safety net already there, it gives you the courage to say, I'm going to make it today. That's by design. We are sheeple. But we're reminded he's the good shepherd. He's always leading. He's always directing. And he's leading us to a place of rest. Have we not learned we've got to have those breaks in life? We've got to have those moments where we just get rest for our bodies, for our minds, for our emotions. He offers us rest for our souls. He restores our souls. He does this by leading us to those places because he is the good shepherd and through these processes, we learn to trust him more and more. As Carrie was, talked about his grandmother, that's why she learned to depend on that name, Jesus. Just Jesus. 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 Just that reminder, he's there. He'll never leave, never forsake. He's always just a whisper away. I don't want to go to this attorney's office today, but you're not going it alone. I don't want to go to this doctor's office today. I'm, I'm nervous about the report, but I'm not going alone. I'm going for a job interview, but you're not going alone. I, I've got to face someone who's not happy with me but you're not going alone. That comfort of knowing there's a safety net. And yet this privilege of life, life on purpose. Some of us are afraid to live. Ooh, come on, pastor. So here's the message. Live until you die. 
Live until you die. That speaks to you, doesn't it? This is the day the Lord has made. And he's given me the privilege of this day. He's with me. He's walking with me. He's leading me. And if I get so overwhelmed in life, I know he's that good shepherd and he'll give me rest. There are times I realize I need rest and I say, Lord, I just got to have a pit stop. I got to have a time out. He's always leading. We learn to trust. He's also always leading us through discipline to a place of restoration. Those times that he, how many knows the Bible says he chastises those whom he loves. He loves us enough to discipline us. How many of you have ever felt God just slap your hand? We can relate to that if we've had good parents that weren't afraid of disciplining us. However form they did, if it is just that after a while you realize, I'm so glad they love me enough to do that. Because this would have got in trouble if I kept doing that. Stop. Just that discipline that causes us to be restored. And then he leads us through darkness. We never walk through darkness alone. There's a tremendous story that comes out of the Holocaust camps, World War II. Many of us know Corey Ten Boom's name because of the hiding place, the story of the family. All of her family perished except her. But she had a very close sister, Betsy. Betsy would live to the very end, just, just days short of being rescued. And in all her sickness, Corey records this. She said, what I've learned about our God is there's never a pit so deep that he's not deeper still. Wow. Have you been there? Have you been there? Someone said, even if I pillow my head in hell, I've realized you're already there. If today I get promoted and I ascend high, you're already there. You're always leading, but you do it from a position of the unseen. We feel his presence. We hear his word speaking to us in our spirit. Oh, yes. Again, this passage speaks to us by volumes because we're shapeable. We need guidance. We need direction. And we, he gives us comfort. Hmm. I read the story of a very well-known pastor just a few years ago, Pastor Charles Allen. He pastored in Atlanta, Georgia, right on Ponce de Leon Avenue. Great authorship work. Godly man. He had a businessman come to him one day. And the man was successful in business, but he'd become very depressed and became suicidal. The pressure of the businesses was eating him up. And he went to this pastor. He said, what can I do? He said, I'm going to give you a prescription. Pastor Allen literally took time to write it down. 
You see, this man was used to going to a doctor and getting a prescription, going to the pharmacy to get it filled. How many of us have had those little bottles in the windowsill and reminding us, let's see, I take this one every morning, uh, twice a day, three times a day, with meals. You with me? Pastor Allen gave him a prescription. I want you to take Psalms 23 five times a day. I love this. Do it as the first thing of every day. Do it again. Take it again after your breakfast. Take it again after your lunch. Take it again after your dinner. And do it as the last thing of the day. Five times a day. I want you to do this for a week. The man came back and he said, that's the best prescription I've ever had. I've never known such peace. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall never be in want. He knows just what I need. He leads me to the green pastures and says, listen, you've already eaten, so you don't need to do anything else. You just need to lie down and cool down. And you see, the Lord also knows how vulnerable a sheep will that we feel and experience, just like that sheep that says, I won't even go to water, even though I'm thirsting for it, unless it's still water. Do you know a shepherd will literally... If he can't find anything else, go to a stream and take the time to prepare a pool. He'll take rocks and build up a dam because those sheep know with those wool coats that they wear that if they get wet, they'll drown. That's why they won't get by moving water. It's got to be still and placid. Isn't that good? He took time to prepare this pool of water for me because he knew I would thirst. If I walk through the valley of the shadow, I will not fear because you're with me. And you see, that's where it all changes, right there. That part of this verse, uh, of this passage, the audience changed. Did you pick it up? It's just a testimony up until that moment. The Lord is my shepherd. I want you all to know that. I'll tell you what he does for me. He takes me to green pastures. He takes me to still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me, guides me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. And even though I walk through the valley of shadow of death, I will not fear because you're with me. The audience changed. He's no longer talking to everybody else. I'm just talking to you. That's why this passage speaks to us because we've all been there. We're telling somebody else about the goodness of God. We're talking about somebody else, what God's done for us. But then we get into another moment of crisis. But you're still with me, aren't you? I don't have to fear because you're still on the job. Others can't see you, but I know that you're there. I feel your presence. I hear your voice. Your words speaking to me. You're comforting my heart. You've taken me through other valleys. You've taken me through the fire. You've taken me through the waters. You've abated the waters. I know you'll do it again. I will not fear because your rod and your staff are there. If I get silly, if I get out of line, you'll discipline me again and you'll correct me to restore my soul. But if somebody else means harm against me, there's no weapon formed against me that's going to prosper because you're watching over me with oversight. You're keeping me and your rod will keep me safe. Hmm. 
The comfort continues to speak to us because you're with me. Is that not the promise we were given of Jesus? And his name shall be called Emmanuel, God with us. We never go it alone. How many of us talk to ourselves? You know who you are. And really, life is easier today in this hour because of so much Bluetooth and earbuds and all that. You may be talking to yourself, but everybody else just assumes you're actually talking on the phone. <laughs> you ever think about that? <laughs> there might be a bypasser coming by, and you may be just talking to our Lord. And they may look around and say, I don't know who you're talking to, but you know. He may be unseen to you, but I see him in my spirit. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me. I believe that's the name of the two angels walking behind me. Surely, goodness and mercy. You see, they're the rear guard. They go unseen as well. There's a comfort of knowing that the word of God addresses angels. It's amazing all the statistics that we find of people say, I don't believe there's a hell, but I believe there's a heaven. I don't know about if there's a God, but I believe in angels. You see, it's that whole thing that's wired in us that goes back. When we get it right to realize life is a gift and we're stewards of it. And the reason we can do it with courage is because we know, we know, we know we don't go it alone. He may be unseen by others, but he's my safety net. He's my strong tower. He's my shield. He's my buckler. He's my alpha. He's my omega, the beginning and the end. I never go it alone. Surely, surely, without a doubt, goodness and mercy shall follow me every day of my life. There have been those moments I'll take God literally at his word and say, God, I've learned to do this. I'm not putting a gun to your head, but you promised me as you promised the psalmist that you would follow me with goodness and mercy every day of my life. Today's not a good day for me. It hasn't been great at all. There are things that's bringing fear and trepidation, but you promised you'd never leave me. You'd never forsake me. You promised goodness and mercy shall follow me every day day of my life and today's one of those days so God I need you to show up how many knows he's already there and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever stand with me please